when you texted me and said, hey, why don't you make content out of talking about what you did? And I was like, sure, but that just sounds really boring and yeah, to me. for sure. And and I and I and I think that that's what most people think, right? I think most people are thinking about how what am I just supposed to do clips from the show? And this is what we talked about on the show last week, which is am I just supposed to create the clip itself and just cut that up and share it? But to me, yes, that is content, but it it's the short form content. It doesn't really give you context of the moment and content comes from what I'm learning is kind of comes from ideas, new ideas, understanding what you're doing, what you're teaching people, how they're growing, what people need to look for. And I, you know, we've been hearing a lot of feedback, you know, from, from how you've been coaching. And so I want to make you present to what you're doing. And I also want to extract content from you. Yeah. And teach myself at the same time. Because as you're saying it, because this is what we do for a living, I'm filtering it through, and I'm literally just, I just picked a person, people I'm working with, and the first person was, um, first person I thought of, first person I thought of was Jackie, but then I was like, I don't want to think of Jackie because she's already coaching people, Mm -hmm. so then I jumped in my, this literally just happened within seconds in my brain for no reason, and then I immediately went to Ray because Ray doesn't actively, so Ray represents many quote unquote experts and business people that are so far advanced and off like making a shit ton of money super successful everything's awesome and so they feel like I'm pulling them down when I when I tell Ray Higdon to go coach someone he's like I don't do that right like he can do that and he does do that it's not that he's not a coach he's obviously a coach his advice he's every day he's creating content and coaching you on the web but he doesn't sit there face-to-face with a person and coach them. So he doesn't have that one-on-one thing, and I'm always pushing people to do that. So what I like about this is I immediately started going through, as you literally as you were talking and the things I started writing were through the filter of what am I asking Ray to do? Yes, right. Yeah. What do you ask him to do? And, and, and so it, there's so many layers of conversations that can be had, so many insights that you can share. I mean, the con- content is not just about creating a piece of something that you can post, right? It's about sharing information, right? What, what are you learning? What do you want to share with, with people that are interested in, in understanding what you're talking about and what you know? And so, you know, when you tell people to go coach, not only is it a hassle because you got to find somebody, it also feels kind of like you're giving your math, your most valuable asset away for free. Um, and it's time consuming, right? And so to, to illustrate the value of it, um, but also how it should be done is I think what we're doing right now, right? We know that, we know that people need to be coaching in order to get better at what they do. So right now I want to take your advice, which is coach you, um, and talk about how you take your coaching sessions and turn them into content. But at the same time, this is where it gets a little money. At the same time, talk to you about what you're, how you're coaching so that you can evolve as a coach and become present to it. Because I think as you, even if you coach someone and you videotape it or you record it in some way, you can listen it back or you can cut clips of it, but it's the context. It's the insight, right? No one's going to ever be in that room with you. And furthermore, your coaching um, folks may not want to have their whole session um, on air. I think the most valuable sessions are when people feel free to talk and to speak freely, right? And so, you know, you don't want 
want to be clipping pieces up and not have the kind of context just so you can get a nice sound bite, that's great, but it doesn't really offer people the full growth and insight that you can have. One of the things I mentioned before, which was understanding what are the characteristics of being open? How do you recognize if you're an open person or not? The person that's not open, we do, we have a word for that and we use it all the time because it's like that and you see it all the time. That's the victim. That's the person that's always looking outside themselves to blame other people in the world for what's going on in their life. Mm. So that the person that's not open, we do have a name for. That's the that's a victim mentality. Right. Right. Right, right. You either have all the information that you need, <laughs> you believe that you don't need to learn anything else, right? right. Um or anything that and, and anything that you don't have is someone else's fault that you don't have that. Through the idea of code switching, I think there's the version where you're right, you could you could present in a certain way and it is authentic, but there's also a version of code switching that feels inauthentic. I think I think there's a part of you that's in each version of yourself that you show to people, um, but I think it's inside the feeling of authenticity. Does it feel authentic to you? Do you feel like you're being inauthentic? And I think that is where the the, um, the 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 stunting of your growth happens, right? If you don't feel like you're being authentic, I, it, to me, it feels like that's the place you need to explore. In certain situations, you know, code switching, I mean, I, I'll make an argument for code switching every day all day, right? I, I think there's certain opportunities, there's certain um, uh, uh, times where you can do it and it presents opportunities for you, right? It's an understanding of your audience, uh, which is very important. Um, and there's a version where you're doing it because you're, it's more fear-based, right? It's less, you, you're claiming it's an understanding of your audience and creating opportunities or keeping yourself open to opportunities, but it's really based in fear. And I think we can find that in our feelings and ourselves, but understanding and being present to when you do that is, is really important. And to me, that's a lesson that we can, we need to be bringing into the conversations that we have with our audience, you know, as a company, as you create content. I think creating content, I have a strong belief that it's it's not just about putting a video out. It's about showing the progression of growth and sharing sharing with your audience where you are now. What 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 more have you learned? And if you are not being present to yourself and, and understanding when and where you're showing up authentic and, and no one can really know that but you, um, I mean, people can call you out on it, but being present to that will allow you to continue to find more ideas. Being open to learning and being objective to yourself and how you show up will allow you to absorb more ideas and continue to grow and your your content won't um, get stale. And that's that's the worst, your content. It could either not exist and then get stale. The levels of your content creation. I just developed the scale. I don't know the next level, but it's zero and stale or, or on the bad end creating context for who you are, which is a methodology and a, and a value that we always are talking about as a company. It was telling people who you are. What is your story of origin? Understanding what your mission is. Why are you doing this? How did you get into this? All that content is so important for people to um, understand the value of what you're saying to get them on the same page, right? They, It's you setting up a one-on-one class for your expertise, right? You have to catch people up. You can't just expect to 
for people to be on your level day one immediately first quote that you present on Instagram. Like that's not fair. And yep. and it's important that you catch them up and constantly be catching them up with the expectation that new people are coming on or also that people are there are slow. And so always been creating content that's about your context. Um, doing a story of origin video is great, but honestly, in the same way that we're doing this in your coaching session and doing clips from your coaching session, those clips will be great. Story of origin is great, but really the story of origin needs to be a guide for you to be creating content like it in smaller forms constantly, always reminding people about who you are and where you are um, so that they understand where they're getting the information from both that, that, so that they can connect to you as an individual and, and start to like you and understand you, but also to catch them up on the context of the conversation that you're trying to have so that they can be open to it and can learn. Writing it down. So my question now becomes, what does that actually look like? People, the, the misconception about content is we're still in this sort of old school mentality where you need to have like these these large pieces or you need to have this uh, a, a video about story of origin and the story of origin video is really important it's a video that tells people who you are where you come from and why you're why why you've developed this expertise in whatever area you've developed an expertise really important video to have right and spend time on it make sure that it's right but to me it's one piece of content which is not going to fill your feed right we're in the business of Every day, you should be saying something. You should be talking about something new. And I think that it's not so much, I'm sorry, I'm going to take that back. You don't necessarily need to be talking about something new. It doesn't have to be a brand new concept, but it needs to be fresh content that you're delivering people, delivering to people. Right. So let's break it down. So the story of origin video should be a guide for other pieces of content. So within the story of origin video, you're talking about where you're from. What are the things that happened to you in your life that placed you where you are today? What are the things that what what are the experiences that you had that allowed you to learn the skills that you have that you want to share with others? Right? What lessons did you learn? How did it mold you? How did it put you on a mission? Right? Those are all, all those things that I just named. Or maybe it was five different things. Each one of those are videos in and of themselves. Right? Yes. Breaking down the story of origin video is two minutes. Maybe it's five minutes. It really shouldn't be five minutes because yeah. I don't know anybody yeah. spending five minutes talking about you, right? Two minutes tops, right? Which means you're taking a lot of stuff out. Your, your life story is longer than two minutes. Telling people how you got to where you are, it's going to take more than um, 90 seconds to two minutes. And so it's about understanding the pieces of what you have inside that video and breaking them down and taking a little bit more time. Like talking about school, like you were in high school, right? You, you probably gloss over it. Okay, high school was a really tough time. And high school was difficult, um, you know, for me because I was like, am I gay? Am I not gay? Okay, so let me just hide who I am for a little bit and figure it out on my own. And then I developed this habit of, of hiding. But what it did was it allowed me to be sure of who my audience was. It allowed me to understand who I was talking to all, always. And so I got really good at coach switching, which created a lot of opportunities for me. But it also stunted me in a lot of ways, right? And so that story in itself could be part of my story of origin video. Maybe I won't go into full detail about it. But when I'm starting to create other videos, I can now sit in and say, Oh yes, yeah, seventh grade or sixth grade for that matter. That was a really tough year, and literally just sit inside that that time period and talk about the things that I learned and things that I keep with me, the lessons that I learned of that year that that stay with me today. I mentioned I talk about my experience in sixth grade 
a lot throughout my life. There could be a whole series of videos that I talk about how I was seen before I wanted to be seen and how I acted and took actions to make sure that I could hide even further or understand things about myself and understand things about others that allowed me to learn about people faster, right? And so taking tiny pieces of your overall story, turning them into um, lessons learned, graphics, graphic quotes, really great way. People love graphic quotes, really great way to absorb information fast. Two minute videos, 30 second videos, stories. Hey, I, you know, I was just talking about uh, sixth grade. Uh, this is what I learned. And this is a, a moment in time where you, you transported back in your everyday life. You do a story about it. Maybe that has context. I'm not really thinking about it right now. I tend to be a little bit more thoughtful about my content. But in general, th- that's sort of the breakdown and, and taking something, a moment in this line that you want to share about yourself that you, that you, uh, edited down and sitting with it a little while and taking that content and sprinkling it throughout what you do through the course of a week, a month, a year, so that people are always understanding who you are. You don't just introduce yourself and then forget yourself. You have to always be introducing yourself because new people are coming on and other people forget. And it, it also, what's important about always introducing yourself is that you are growing and evolving. So this moment in time that was significant to me two years ago, it may have a completely different perspective, um, you know, yes. right now. And it's important that you show people that progression and that you are objective to it yourself. That's exactly what I started writing down. Yeah, and also what's great about that from a practical perspective, what's interesting is that I came to that realization because creating content is a lot like every day I have to come up with something fresh every day like that's a lot if you're looking at our feed right now you can see that's not happening but the reason why we're here today is because I want I know that that's what has to happen you can't just lean on a single video that you did right Mm -hmm. you need to be creating a lot at once it needs to be a source material creating these sort of source materials or source material conversations is really important and getting into the habit of doing that because it creates this this um, habit of doing it, but also a muscle for extracting new ideas and information, and it makes you objective. It does a lot of things at once, which is why I love that we keyed in on this sort of this idea of content creation as a means to uh, uh, attract a business, but also grow as people and and as leaders. And so taking that idea from Story of Orange is just one example. Coaching is, is exactly where we started. Like just we're doing that same thing inside coaching right now. And and you could do, like I said, you could do a coaching video and that'd be cool and everything. But it, it's the extraction and, and sort of digging a little bit deeper that honestly saves so much more time because you have so many notes now that I have notes here. You have a bunch of notes and I know that you're going to write your notepad. Or if you're not writing in it, we could literally just take a picture of what you're writing and, and chop it into pieces. Like that's content in and of itself. You were talking about what is it actually, how does it turn into something? You could do a video about it if you're inspired to it. Um, inspired about it, just the process of, of extraction is a video in and of itself or an audio yeah. session. Yeah, no, the, the, you're 100% right. That's what it's awesome. The, the picture of this is content. Uh, what I wrote based on what you said last, I, t- I wrote recontextualize the past. But I was thinking about 
because I brought I, I bring up Mel occasionally, or you know, obviously I talk about Mel because I I told the story of working at ABC Disney, and that's when I signed Mel to the holding deal. And I was somehow it came back. And, I don't know why this came up, but so I can't really remember the if it was the coaching call, but it had something to do with it, or so, whatever. It had something to do with something recently. But to your point is things constantly change and it is a video and so what, what I do want to make whether it's a video or written and maybe it's a combo so here's so let me just say it so I have it out which is the realization the recontextualization of my past is I used to tell people and I know I've said this to you because this was where I was where I was at which was Mel was the first person in my life where I knew I saw if I didn't change me, if I didn't change my behavior, Mel wasn't going to get better. Like, I wasn't going to be able to coach her. Like, she wasn't going to take the coaching from me. Like, we were at an impasse. Mel had hung up meeting, had hung up the phone on me. We were literally, I was her co-host with the radio, and she unplugged the fucking um, DSL line and left me to close her own show without her on it. That's how mad I made her. And I... <laughs> And I used to be so mad, not mad, mad, like I was mad, but it used to, I, the, so the language I was using was, oh, so I have to change in order for you to change. <laughs> and not that I said it to her, but I was, and I had seen that pattern develop with other people as well. And what has, re, I literally just saw this like a day or two, or to yesterday. Like, I, honestly, I somehow think it's tied to that last thing, maybe last coaching session, maybe not, is... Because now that I'm seeing people seeing their own patterns of behavior and their reactions, I was so, here's the epiphany. And I'm kind of like, I can almost explain it. Kind of, I was going to say eloquently. I don't know if it's going to be eloquent, but I do definitely see it now. My reactions, how, how I was showing up was so me. I so identified as me, like this is me, like you're asking me to change. And I didn't, not that I wouldn't take responsibility. I was the step before responsibility where I was like, this isn't about responsibility. I felt it as a compromise of self, hmm. of like a betrayal of self. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And now I fully understand that all I was doing was how I coach can be so, I, this did come up with the Brooke and Serrano because I was like, I try not to coach like this, which is like coming down on people. Mm. Like my dad, like the, the behavior I got from my dad that I internalized, which is this is how you help somebody by yelling at them. <laughs> that, I, I so identified that as cool, like not just core behavior, like literally in my DNA, like this is who I am. Like I am this person. This is me. Like if you remove that, there's no structure and I'll fade into salt. Mm. And what I literally just yesterday saw was. I was so in I was so in denial of that could possibly be just a a behavior. I, I didn't see that I was I honestly can truthfully say I didn't think I was just triggering Mel. Hmm. I, I, I saw it all as Mel's fault. And I was and I would say, Oh, oh I gotta change for you to change. So even though I knew what had to happen, I couldn't I was the victim. I was the person that didn't see that I had to change. Like that I took I took part in that like that was part of that was my responsibility that it, it was my fault I was triggering her like it wasn't just I was showing up as like a normal neutral nice guy I was showing up as myself and those many of those traits were toxic and particularly to Mel 
and they made her fold. Mm. And I didn't take any responsibility for that. And I didn't even see to take responsibility for that. What made you and see now it? I, huh? What made you eventually see it? Um, that talking neutrally, like you contextualize it, at the top of this conversation and I wrote it down, which was creating a space for openness is more conducive for creativity <laughs> than fucking tension. <laughs> um, and starting to consciously create that space with people hmm. has been so fun eh? <laughs> um, that, that allowed me to see is like, Oh, change. I was so stupid in saying, oh, I have to change in order for you to change. It was this complete refusal of me to take any responsibility for my behavior. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> right. As, if, as if, if there was another person that you were coaching just replaced Mel, everything would, be work, everything would have worked fine. And it does exist because right. those people, that's the proof though of that old version of me was like, there's plenty of people that don't complain, bitch. Right. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> exactly. That's interesting. I mean, hmm. Right. 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 So that's it. So, and I, and I, and I, when I had the epiphany, I went back and forth for a little bit and was like, dude, but that is a compromise. <laughs> that is a compromise. Like, you are compromising self. And that's the point. If you do it right, you are compromising self. It's growth, really, though, isn't it? Yeah, of course, hundred percent. Right. right. It's not. That's the thing. That, we only, yeah. Right. 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 We only think of it as bad. Right. And and, and <laughs> it's funny that you presented it that way. And the idea of compromising self <laughs> is an interesting way to contextualize it because I think that's what people feel. That's your first instinct. I think when yes. you when you were talking about that that strength that ultimately becomes a ceiling for you breaking through that ceiling doesn't feel like a breakthrough to your infinite potential it feels like a compromise a compromising of self when in fact it's growth and it feels like giving up dude no let's stay there for a second it feels way worse than that yeah right 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 it feels wrong it it, it, it feels worse than wrong. Mm -hmm. It's scary. I mean, I why would I do defiance that? I defiance for 10 years. I've told this story to you hundreds of times. Fuck Mel and me having to change me. So I have to change me for her to improve? Mm -hmm. Fuck that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Fuck, I got to change for you for, bitch. Right, right. And you didn't even, even in, and you came to that realization, uh, you know, Fairly quickly in that time. I mean, I, I was there. I mean, maybe not quickly in context of the way you yep. you were talking about it, but I, you know, I was in that space, and I, I'm we we had these conversations back then, right? And you were talking about how you had to change to grow, and so yep. or, or you had to change for her to be better, or for for that coaching session to be productive. And so, even in context of you talking about it that way, which was a revelation at the time, as as you described it, it was you throwing it away now, but it was a revelation. <laughs> That you had to change yes. in order for that dynamic to be better, and even but still, it was still I still yeah. r rationalized it or thought of it as I'm just changing for you. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. not. This doesn't really help me. Right. Right. 
Right. And I'm still right. <laughs> so what's interesting to me is that, so as we start talking about taking the, even just that idea of, so, so you took that idea of um, bringing uh, context to your growth and, and understanding these different, the, your progression of growth uh, by being objective to what you're doing and how you're interacting with people and your, your, your previous stories. As we start to bring that into context of, of, of content, like honestly, you just telling that story, if you had told that story, I can't remember how I reacted. I remember, I remember it being a revelation for you. And I remember having that opinion already, just the way that you and Steve coached back in the day. I remember thinking, why are y'all yelling at everybody? I feel like that's not helping. But <laughs> I remember understanding that it, I couldn't tell you that flat out. One, because you had way more experience at coaching than I did, and so who am I to say you need to do it better? And also didn't have really answers for you. But also, as you came to a realization that, that you needed to change, I could feel that growth inside. I could see that you were already on a, a path to growth. So whether or not that was your ultimate day of growth, I could see that that triggered something inside you to got, that got you to where you are today. And so me just... Me, me being there and understanding that perspective, I think that your audience can act in a similar way. I think to me, an engagement of your audience comes when you share these insights about yourself and allow and create space for your audience to react to them freely and openly, right? I think a lot of times people present ideas and they are like, they, they don't, if people push back, their first reaction is to, you know, tell them why they're wrong or tell them why they believe what they do. And there's massive value in that, right? Once you come with an idea or have an opinion about how the world works, um, you should practice standing in it, right? And not just move because other people have different opinions. But I also think that it's important as you gain perspective on yourself and to constantly tell people where you are and, and how you're growing to also create space to share with people where you are and where you feel like you need to grow and, and hear and absorb their feedback in, in real time. I think having feedback is an important step to grow. I mean, you can only become so, ex uh, so objective to yourself, right? There's only, you're already, you are yourself. So you can, <laughs> you can create space to talk to others. Like you're talking to me. Um, but your audience can also be that for you, whether you, uh, choose to learn in front of them or, or take their advice or, or their feedback, uh, directly and publicly is one thing but I think just sharing that that being vulnerable with your growth will accelerate that growth um, by hearing how what you're saying lands with the audience that you're trying to reach that you're trying to share with I think if there's just no more valuable audience than them understanding both how you teach and, and seeing how people react to that um, but also sharing where you are and what you're learning and you know maybe somebody will say yeah uh, I never grow when people yell at me like that's not just something you need to change for her that's that's also for me too right yeah. um, and so if you had had that space back then, potentially you would have had a, a crazy growth earlier, right? Um, and yeah. so doing that both for content, both for sharing and value, but also being open to that feedback is is all all part of that process and creates a crazy level of engagement right and you can share with people how that helped you or or even just respond to them whatever it is it's it's all it's all part of that 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 place so that could be a video i mean we have this recording so it actually already exists i took there's notes there's this recording i can make a video just of that mm. how else do you see that that idea living 
um, the the male piece specific, specifically. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. So the male piece is to me is um, I think it 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 touches on the openness, right? Um, uh, you could use the story as um, an anchor for the lessons that you're teaching, but if we want to just look at the story and extract, I think it's use it as an example because we came up with a bunch of ideas and it reminded you of this story. So it could talk about openness and creating context at the top, um, you know, uh, uh, being um, aware of, of inside of your coaching where people are growing or pushing back. To me, Um, it's an example of all the things that we talked about, but it's also an example of doing what we're doing right now, which is you should coach people, right? As often as possible, right? And, and in your coaching, start to think about what people, what you were trying to teach and what you believe landed, listen to them and understand what questions they had after you were trying to teach or what, what, um, what, uh, what pushback that they had, right? You were aware of her pushback and you uh, either, you dismissed her pushback for being her and it being a personal issue with her. Um, but if you had more context and, and taken more space with it and really sat in it, it's possible that you would have found tools that made you more aware earlier that yeah. you had an equal part in that, in that session. I think that is the answer. I've said that idea in different settings, and I think it applies to everything, uh, which is if you're aware of how something makes you feel and you're able to say that that whatever happened made me feel this, and then you figure out where that trigger and what how that works for you, how that came up for you, mm. not really having anything to do with that person. Like when you look when you look to yourself for the source of that triggering. Right. That's the beginning of the answer. Dude, I've learned to like recontextualizing your past is a big piece of this. Mm-hmm. Into your point of here's mini story of origins. Like where did you grow up or what did you learn that was a limiting behavior that you had? Like that type of thing. And so, you know, if your advice is to coaches and right and the ultimate goal is for them to be able to um deliver advice in a, an effective way um, and continue to come up with new ideas for advice, understanding, and you talk about this a lot, and I think I'm, I'm finding the value of it certainly in, in my exercise, which is understanding your triggers, right, and being aware of them and being present to them and maybe even having them, you know, having a list of them or whatever. Um, even outside of yourself, I think just those moments, and I think this is a, a sticking point for me, I keep coming back to it, is recognizing when people have, uh, I hate to call it this, but it's so clear, an aha moment, when they have that sort of revelation mm-hmm. moment, when that something becomes very clear to them, maybe not so much as a paradigm shift, but like that moment where, oh, wow, the illumination, right? Mm-hmm. Being as present to those, not just present, but objective, right? Present is seeing it and feeling it in real time. Objective is having it have been recorded and looking back at it and understanding what was it that that created that moment, right? Was it, don't just sit in, oh, I'm a brilliant genius, because you could be a brilliant genius and that's great and everything, but doesn't create growth. The growth comes from you said something, how did you say it, right? Did you do something differently than you typically yeah. do, right? All those questions to ask yourself um, will allow you to uh, to, to grow. And to, to me, that insight is something that you can 
bring into context for how when you are talking to other people and giving people advice for things, both being present to yourself and what your personal triggers are, but also, you know, the things that you're doing right and how the space that you created um, uh, 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 allowed that. Because that is something that you need to continue to do, and it's likely a new insight that you certainly are taking with you. And, and to me, being objective to your coaching is all about piling up and creating a library of new insights, because not only they're a, a crazy a, a source of content, but it is, of course, your, your path to growth. Writing it down. They're ready to be down. I love that. So here's my challenge, and by challenge I mean this I'm actually interested in doing, I'm doing it, is even if it's just that one piece, like this is going to be the next piece of content that I create mm. off of that idea. Because that, because here's the, so here's the biggest difference to get meta meta about it, which is I want to share that. Which part? Like the Mel story to me about what I saw about myself, it isn't it has zero to do with me. Hmm. Like what I like about it is I want to share that information. Of, like you said, is like, cause that's the thing I'm finding over and over again. And maybe it's just me cause I'm a hard head and cause like, cause a lot of people push back on it, which is like, Oh, I don't think that be, I li I literally don't experience the old version of me that I have to correct as wrong. And I think a, where I spend a lot of my time because of how hard headed or bullheaded or blinded I am by my current behaviors or patterns or habits is in just seeing them. And so I'm constantly trying to push that on other people because the first step to change, everyone goes, oh, awareness. Yeah, awareness, 100%. But how to become aware? Like, I, I'm inside awareness. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, li I literally like to live inside. Right now, I like to live inside awareness. Where people are like, yeah, awareness is the first step. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> like, like okay, make me aware, bitch. Right. Like, how do you... <laughs> right. Yes. How do you do that? Yes. And so that's what we've been talking... Like, most of the things I do in my mind are about how to create that awareness. Because mm -hmm. that's the... If that's... That is... If that's the first step, and I believe that it is, or even if it isn't the first one, it's a very important one. How do you do that? How... Like, when we... We literally talked about maybe three or four different versions and ways of doing that. Um... Because that is that's where it's at. Like you can't change until you see the thing, and then and now because then what interests me after that is the resistance that comes up to change. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. a lot of people live in and a lot of people are because so awareness is cool, and a lot of people live in awareness. Guess what? That's not the fucking answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware I'm a dick. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm aware that I beat my wife. Yeah. Okay. Well, that doesn't really help. Right, dude. Well. Like. <laughs> awareness is cool but that's not the answer that's not the fix so now it's another like that i love like these these what what were previously maybe all collapsed and not even steps previously mm. dude that's ever that that to me that's where everything is yeah the answers are inside there yes now how do you make a person who previously didn't see it oh but you see it now now how, now what am i supposed to do right what's next right exactly yeah yes
that, that's what people don't understand that I think experts, that I think I'm trying to help, help experts see and understand and feel, which is that's your job. It's not just, oh, here's the thing you could do or should do or maybe you know, yeah. Help me literally with the next step. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But what, do I, what do I do now, right? Y- yes. Help yes. me where I'm stuck. Yes. Yes. And a lot of people, the 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 awareness is where they're stuck, right? And that's awareness is where they're and stuck. And people make the, whole the businesses out of that. <laughs> after awareness is where they're stuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's the first step? Yeah. 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 I I like it. I the, uh, to me that there's yeah there's so many there's so many conversations that you can have inside of it and oh and God. the a, develop a whole so universe in there. so tell me who you're talking to like what's the what's so what's the uh, what's what's the agenda who are you talking to and and what do you what do you hope to create meaning you're gonna share these lessons in the hope that people become what I think I'm always talking to experts and by experts I mean basically not just anybody but anybody who's has a business or is running a business whether you're a coach or not a coach if you're selling some form of product or service there is a coaching and relatable f element to what you do that is a coaching element to me like mm. they're, they're you're dealing with another even a like the best thing that when we were uh, the biggest thing I got out of well, I got a bunch of things but the big one of the biggest things I got out of you me and go going down to Coach Burt's for that re- uh, retreat was the plumber guy right and was seeing that a plumber literally is, knows perfectly well that his job isn't just about isn't almost at all about the plumbing it's about taking care of the frazzled mom um, that's a coach and. That's who I'm talking to. Anyone who's in the business of understanding they're in the business of being in the people business. And then I'm in the business of helping you be better at taking care of people. Mm-hmm. I love that. You're in the business of helping people take care of people. Better take care of people. What'd you say? Uh-huh. Whatever it was, it was good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. the business of helping you be in the business of better taking care of people. Because I I think the reason the redundancy is important Mm. is because I think a lot of people that sell a product don't, they just see themselves as who wants to buy my, who wants to buy this coffee mix? (laughs) It's like, you're, that's the people business, dude. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's in, yeah. And it's about and 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 the most important piece of creating a brand and marketing is to show me why you're different and why you can help yes. me. Like I need a pro, I have a problem, and you can solve it. And you tell me how you're going to solve it. People understanding that about you and you you getting better at solving my problem. Uh, I love you. Yeah, and not how the product solves my problem simply because. Mm. There's thousands of people selling the same dumb shit you're selling. There's a thousand plumbers. Yes. Yes. They all solve my fucking problem by coming and unclogging my drain. I don't, like, no shit. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. And I think that's important. So the reason why I asked you that question, and you were great, I mean, I think I, I don't, I didn't have an answer for you, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you found an answer or you had it or whatever. You said it out loud. I don't think I've heard you talk about it that way. But I think what's important about talking about 
is is taking the time to identify who you're talking to and always kind of bring yourself back to that no matter what you're what kind of content you're creating is because you really want to have you 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 have to orient yourself right you yes, can't 100%. you can talk about a thousand things and they're likely always about the thing that you're trying to do and, and talking to the person you're trying to talk to. But unless you provide that context for both yourself to know what kind of content to create and how to um, bring context to that content, um, but also for your audience so that they know what the hell you're talking about and where you're starting from and, and who should be listening to you and if you are talking to them or not, it's important to bring that context. You all, you really need to be saying that to yourself and asking yourself that all the time because I think that, you know, I'm, I'm all for being... Um, as prolific as possible, right? I think there are some uh, people, some business owners and and uh, uh, brand directors that understand that they need to create a lot of content. Some are really good at it. Some people are just creative spirits and can be very prolific and have ideas and ideas. And I'm going to do this show and do this podcast. I'm going to do three different podcasts and they're all going to be about different shit. And that's cool. If you can maintain that, get after it. I don't care. But as long as it has context, right? I think an important part of marketing in general is to make sure that you, your primary objective is clear and that you have you know as few call to actions as possible so that people know what they're getting when they come to your space. Um, but it's also really important for you know a business owner whose prime job is not creating content, right is doing whatever their business is, is to um, you know value your time. Right. And, and valuing your time is not just to say, I have a creative idea. Let's get after it. It's to say, what are my, what am I what am I trying to do with this third podcast? <laughs> Who am I talking to? And is this serving the ultimate purpose of having a podcast at all or or having, you know, a show about this or doing a video or talking about a video like this? You know, I'm never going to discourage people from creating content, but when it starts to um, take away from or. Uh, you know, uh, deviate from your core objective, your core mission and passion and purpose for helping people, then it's a waste of time. It's a waste of your time. And maybe it's really creative and really cool. But what did it do exactly? If you're an artist, fantastic, get after it, create whatever you want. But just be aware that it's taking away time from the momentum that you could be creating around a singular idea. So always knowing who you're talking to and what you're trying to do, what, what you want them to be or know or grow into is a really good place to, um, to, to start from. I love it. Yeah. I do start there too. I don't I don't start working with someone to create their brand without saying who you talk. How the fuck am I create a brand yeah. unless we know exactly who you're talking to? Like right. it doesn't I can't like the, what's the I want to create a brand. Okay, great. Who who the fuck are you talking to? Right, right, right. And people don't always know. I mean, sometimes it takes time for you to really even figure out you think 100%. you know who it is and you think you know what you're trying to say and how you're trying to say it. But honestly, the creating content, this it really works on also on so many levels. I mean, just the process of doing it helps you identify who your audience is and find yes. the language for it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Right on. All right, dude. I feel like we got like a bunch of shit. Yeah. Right? Did we just do the show? Oh my god, is this the show? I think it is honestly. This is the In all show. Fairness to us. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Why would it not be? That's true. It's true. There's a part of me that was like, uh, maybe this is the show, but then there was a part of me that was like, ah, well, maybe this could be other content. But I think it can uh, be. But anything you want it to be, right. as you know, <laughs> this uh, is 
this is what they call the show. Whether it is a show or not, no one knows. No one It doesn't matter. Maybe this is a bonus episode. I think this should be the show because I think ultimately what I want to do, I wanted to do, which is what we did, this is our meeting, is to create uh, content, create ideas that we can create content from. And I, yes. I think we have a shit ton. And so that no, was I will, good. Yeah, I will be pulling things directly out of here to do this week. Like that, that video and coming up with weight, like now, so this is the biggest thing. I think I started saying it, but to me, this speaks to that, which is also about picking your audience, which is helping someone pick their audience means who do you, this is the first thing I ask them. Is that the person you really want to help? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Just because you can sell to them where, where in order for content and your business and your life to work, you got to want to talk to that person. Yes. Yes. Right. That's the big idea. You gotta, you gotta want to talk to that person for yeah. sure. That's huge. That that's honestly that is one of the most important things. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm interested in talking about this because I know the impact it can and does have. Um, so yeah, I'm unlike creating content, which is like this job. All of this is just a measure of and why social media is so great and a terror is it's just a measure of how how much you actually want to help people <laughs> yeah so yeah it, it, you have to want to share it like you got to see in your mind that this can have an impact on people and that passion for you seeing that this information can and will be so impactful that's the push through the the that determines whether it gets made or not, right? 100%. You're absolutely right. And I think what what, what serves us is that good content comes from uh, a place of vulnerability. Uh, Guess what the content and the ideas and the the discussions that you're most interested in are? About yourself and about the things that are interesting to you. So the more you bring yourself into things that you're talking about and into your growth and into your coaching and into your content, ultimately, the more interested you're going to be in that and in the people that you're trying to help. So it really serves you both ways. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, thank you for the call, Lauren. Hopefully this is the show so we don't have to have a show tomorrow. I think this is the show. That's what they're calling it. That's what they're calling it. I don't know. Laquette has yet to sing. That's but true. That That's is true. What they're calling it. She hasn't had time to sing. Maybe maybe we can take our time tomorrow uh, okay. so that she can oh, she can okay. do a little really something. Spend sad. a lot of time with with Laquette. I'm, I'm honestly now I'm fired up again. <laughs> totally, hundred percent. All right, is that tag barking again? Probably. Oh, I All hear right. everything on your computer. <laughs> See you, Hank.